are so excited to be worshiping the Lord. We are one church in two cities. And can I tell you, we just got back from Italy. We ministered in Rome. I spoke four times in Rome, and then we ministered in Milan. And it is so wonderful because wherever you go and you have God-seeking people there, you feel his love, his presence, and his power. And it's such a wonderful thing for us to be able to seek the Lord together. I was in the remote mountains once of Guatemala, and I went to this little church that was in a hut, and the little kids were on the floor, and as we were singing a song in Spanish, the presence of the Lord was there, and it was so wonderful we are one church all over the world. Anybody here happy to be part of the body of Christ, the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we are continuing in our series titled Walking in Power. It's a series that comes from the book of Mark. The book of Mark, as we've been saying over and over again, it's all about Jesus on the move. And if you have, if you're just tuning in, go back and listen to um, the previous messages in this series. It is time. It is necessary. It is so vitally important for the people of God to rise up and walk in power. And when you and I are walking in power, this world feels it. How many would say amen? amen? And so last week we talked about the call of God. Not last week, the week before that, Pastor Toby was here. But uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the call of God answering the call. The call of God is upon every person's life in Philadelphia. God has a plan for you. He created good works in advance for you to do to bring him glory. One of the things that were highlighted is that he called all types of people. Matthew uh, uh, was a, a, a tax collector uh, and, and Peter was a fisherman and he was calling them from all walks of life. And God has a plan for each and every one of us. You are strategically positioned someplace where if you walk in power, you're gonna make a great impact for the glory of God. And that's what's going to really count. That's what's going to really matter when all is said and done. How many believe that? How many would say amen to that? Amen. So today we're going to continue Mark chapter 4. The topic today is really covering the entire chapter, although I'm going to zero in on just a few, uh, a few, little bit more than a few key verses. Today's message comes from what I'm gonna call an overlooked text. It's not that we don't read it, but because of where this text is situated, we have a propensity to overlook it. And today we wanna look at what might kind of get by us uh, from time to time. And in Mark chapter four, here's what I wanna say. We need to take advantage of today's verse. It's a promise that you and I need to take advantage of. We have to capitalize on the grace 
on the blessings, on the power that God offers us. A wise Christian capitalizes on what is being offered to them. So you've probably heard this. If you've been reading the Bible for any length of time, you've probably heard this, but it's so easy to overlook this text. I'll highlight it in a moment. Mark chapter 4, we're going to begin with verse 1. It says, again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat, sat in, it out, uh, sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. Everyone say parables. These are kind of stories that, are, that Jesus used. They're kind of like simple examples that anyone could understand to bring out a spiritual truth so that we could apply these spiritual truths. We do this a lot, like Aesop's fables and different things. This, there were parables, and Jesus wanted to make it plain, even though a lot of people missed it. Okay? So it says, um, and in his teaching said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. Come on, you want your heart to be good soil in Philadelphia? If you're watching online, you want your heart to be good soil. Anybody here want your heart to be like good soil? Hallelujah. Okay, so, excuse me. So other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. 100 times off of seed. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Very, very important, Philadelphia. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the king of the universe is speaking. And while he's speaking, he knows that not everyone will listen the way they ought to listen. He knows that not everyone's heart will be like good soil and will receive the way they need to receive. Anybody here want to receive the way you need to receive? says, he who has an ear to hear, let them hear. And then here we go. It says, when he was alone, the 12 and others around him asked him about the parables. And he told them, and here's the overlooked text. The secrets of the kingdom of God, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. 
the secret of the kingdom of God is given to you, but those on the outside, everything is said in parables. He would go on to talk about that he spoke in parables just out of mercy. And the mercy was, I told you these stories, and and in a sense, since I know you're not going to receive it, I I told you a story to be able to have more mercy on you because because I know that your heart is not going to receive it. Recognize that there were four, the, the seed was sown, but there were four places where the seed fell. Only one out of the four received. Only one out of four. And so he says, he who has an ear in Philly, in Chicago, let them hear. And here's what he's saying. He says, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but those on the outside, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables because it'll almost be like a story that you don't understand. A little bit more, Mark chapter four, further down, he goes on to expand on this same principle. And and it says, Jesus went on to say, I'm sorry, this is actually Luke. Jesus went on to say, the kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seed in his field. He sleeps at night, is up and about during the day. And all the while, everyone saying all the while. And all the while, the seeds are sprouting and growing, yet he does not know how it happens. It's almost like a secret. He doesn't even understand how it happens. So Jesus tells the parable of the sower and then he tells the parable of actually of the kingdom. And in a lot of ways, what he's saying is, I'm talking to you about the secrets of the kingdom. The title of the message today is the secrets of the kingdom. How many wanna receive the secrets of the kingdom? How many are ready to receive the secrets of the kingdom? So we're talking today about the secrets of the kingdom of God. And let me explain something to you before we pray about this particular word, secret. Okay? In, in, uh, in the Greek, it's, it doesn't matter what it's in the Greek. It, what it literally means is it's a mystery. It's like a mystery. But here's what it does not mean. It doesn't mean something which is complicated and mysterious in the sense that it's not intelligible, like you can't understand it, okay? It means this, it won't be understood by the person that has not been been initiated into its meaning, but it is perfectly plain to the person who has been so initiated. Let me explain what I mean. So if you never played baseball before, you know I gotta give a sports illustration. If you never played baseball anymore and you heard guys talking baseball, they might use terms that you don't understand. And it's not like it's, a, it's, it's, this, it's been uh, uh, hidden from you. It's just that you haven't been initiated into that world. You understand? So, so my grandson Wesley is starting to watch a lot of baseball. So he's knowing the terms and all this because he's kind of stepped in to the world of baseball, so all of the language, he just gets it. 
You know what I mean? When the Bible says the secrets of the kingdom, what it's saying is this, is that God will make it plain to anyone who will be initiated into the kingdom, but to the people who are not interested, to the people who don't value the secrets of the kingdom, they're gonna be like scratching their head and say, what are, they, what are these people doing worshiping? What kind of strange people? What's wrong with these people? Meanwhile, you go to a Cubs game and they shout like crazy. You go to a Blackhawks game and people go nuts. That makes sense to the world. But what we do doesn't make sense. You know why? They haven't been initiated. Anybody here, have you been initiated? Come on and fill it. Have you been initiated into the kingdom of God? If you've been initiated, I want to suggest that you take advantage of it. Okay? So... Listen to what Barclay said about this. He said, when we hear the Christian message, we must really take it into our minds. The human mind is an odd and dangerous machine. We're so constructed in the wise providence of creation that whenever a foreign body threatens to enter the eye, the eye automatically closes. This is an instinctive reflex action. But whenever the mind hears something that it does not want to hear, it automatically closes its door. Okay? There are times when truth can hurt, but sometimes a distasteful drug or an unpleasant treatment must be accepted if health is to be preserved. To shut the mind to truth we do not want to hear is the straight road to disaster and to tragedy. So here Jesus is saying, the secrets of the kingdom of God have been made available to you, but not to everyone, only to those who want to step in and receive from the kingdom of God. Anybody here, do you want to receive from the kingdom of God? If you want to receive from the kingdom of God, then the secrets of the kingdom are made open to you. And so here's what I want to do. I want to pray right now. See, because a lot of times uh, uh, we are doing our best to sow godly seed into your life. But only you can receive the seed. We're doing our best. We're praying we're wrestling, we're battling that despite your emotional challenges today, despite the difficulty of your week, if you're watching online, this, despite uh, uh, maybe anxiety or worry or doubt, we are praying that you would realize that if you would accept the secrets of the kingdom, all of those things can be transformed by the blessing and grace and power of the living God. How many know all things are possible with Jesus? But you have to receive. You have to receive. And so I want to pray that God would give us hearts to receive. You've got to pray this one for yourself. Okay? And no matter how old you are, I was just talking to the staff about this earlier, no matter how old you are, don't stop receiving. So let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your blessing.
upon every heart. Give us ears to hear. Give uh, teenagers ears to hear. College students. Lord, I pray for the most educated and the least educated. Give us ears to hear and to receive the secrets of the kingdom. God, your kingdom is powerful. Your kingdom is great. And you said the kingdom of God is at hand. And Lord, in the midst of wars and rumors of wars, you rule and reign even on the earth. We wanna walk in power. And so God, would you bless this word? Would you bless our hearts and our minds? We open them up to you. We trust you to do something great and glorious and powerful. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now there are many, many secrets of the kingdom, but we're gonna start from narrow today and then you're gonna open this up and expand, okay? Specifically speaking in today's text, here's the secret. You ready? The secret is this. In the kingdom, life goes from seed to solution. In the kingdom of God, the way the kingdom of God works, it goes from seed to solution. Everybody say from seed to solution. This is vitally important to whatever aspect of your life. You're like, God, I really need you to help me in my marriage, in my mind, in my finances, in my career. I'm telling you right now that in the kingdom of God, the way things go is they go from seed to solution. A lot of times people are asking for advice. A lot of times people are looking for answers, but they want it all right now. They want it instant. We can demand. We, I want to say to you, don't be unrealistic. The way the kingdom of God works, it goes from seed to solution. Walking in power means that we put the secrets of the kingdom to work rather than putting the principles of this world to work. The principles of this world will say, take the shortcut. The principles of this world will say, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to do A and B, get yours, get mine, uh, whatever it is. I gotta look out for number one. There's all kinds of worldly principles. The kingdom of God is different. And in the kingdom of God, little is much when God is in it. That's what he's describing. He talks so much. And when we put our faith in the secrets of the kingdom, God starts a little thing today and he solves a lot of issues in your tomorrows. This is really, really powerful. Now, let me tell you something about God's seed. God's seed is his word of truth and power. God's seed is uh, uh, cosa más grande la vida. Let me your Bible, bro. Come on, way to mark that word right there. Look at that. Okay, come on, hallelujah. Ooh, this is a nice Bible. Wow, leather and everything. 
Okay, so listen. The secrets of the kingdom are here. There is no force on earth more powerful than these words. These are the living words of God. You see, man shall not live alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. Put your faith in the word above even what the the academics say. The academics are always changing their minds. Even above what the scientists say. I believe in science. I thank God for science. But even scientific discoveries change. But this word will never change. It is 1,000% true. Hallelujah. The so-called advances in parenting, in psychology, in, in in, in your emotional well-being, and on and on and on it goes. If it conflicts with the word, spit it out. It's not of God. This is where the life, this is the way, the truth, and the life. Spit it out. Reject it because The secrets of the kingdom are found here. And every time you take in a promise, it's like a seed. The wisest thing that you could do, thank you, my brother. The wisest thing that you could do, man, woman. I was just talking to a brother who is, is, uh, Pastor Simba said this to me years ago, and I want to encourage you. Read the New Testament a lot. Read the New Testament a lot. And you're like, I'm not getting it. Yes, you are. You're getting it. If you're reading it, you're getting it. Give the seed some time to grow inside of you. You will feel the power. Hallelujah. See, the word is meant to give light and build faith. Because you need faith to walk in the secrets of the kingdom of God. And what are these secrets for? It's up on the screen. Number one, they're for your personal well-being. I'm telling you right now, you will never be more emotionally, psychologically uh, better than when you're taking in and living off of the secrets of the kingdom. Okay, you can go to, look, I'm all for counseling. I think counseling is great. I think medicine is great. When it's applicable, I have no problem. If it's true, all truth is from God in my opinion. Okay, however, however, this word of God is the purest form of life and health available. For your personal well-being. Come on, somebody. Yes, some people want to praise God for his word. There is a direct correlation between how much you read of the Bible and how well your heart is. So if you're like, man, I'm all jacked up. A lot of times you say, when was the last time you read the word? Oh, back in 1960. Well, then no wonder. No wonder you're not well. Read the word of God. Somebody say amen. 
So look, for your family, if you want to have a healthy family and brothers and sisters, we need strong Christian families. We need strong, godly relationships. Somebody say amen. You can't do it without the seeds because the seeds of the word of God are crucial to guiding us, leading us, empowering us. You know, brothers, if you want to act the way God wants you to act, don't look to yourself. Just fill your heart with the right seed. You'll be shocked at what comes out of you. You're like, who was that? Your wife will like, who is that? And after a while, they'll just say, that's who God has created. My husband has become. That's the way it is. For your career, if you want a blessed career, honor God. How? By honoring what he says in his word. Lastly, and very, very, this is very, very important. If you want to make a kingdom contribution, you've got to fill yourself with the word of God. And if you don't want to make a kingdom contribution, well, you need to give the Lord ears to hear. Because only what we do for Christ will last. Everything's going to burn up. But what we do for Jesus, we will receive our reward. How many would say amen to that? Hallelujah. All of these things are for God's glory. So here's the thing. When you take in the word of God, it builds by faith. And then when you start living by faith, not in light of what the world teaches you, not in light of what you want, but when you start to live by faith and you're doing it based on the word of God that you've put inside of you, then you begin to walk in power. All of a sudden, you start to walk in power. And this is available to anyone and everyone. We have to accept the secrets of the kingdom. We have to take advantage of the secrets of the kingdom if we want to walk in power. So, what does it take to really accept the, the secrets of the kingdom, to walk in power? Here's the key. It revolves around two things. Number one, the seeds we receive. Number two, the seeds we sow. Let's talk about the seeds we receive. You see, the seeds we, one, one seed. Uh, uh, last, last night, Omar popped a question to Olivia. Are they here? Where's, Omar, where are you? Omar, come on in the back. Look back there. Woohoo! Let's go. Come on. People should come to the Lord's house and, and meet someone in the Lord's house and get married in the Lord's house in Jesus. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And uh, that was a weak clap, guys. But look. I was, so we prayed together, Olivia, his uh, fiance. She walked into the office hand first like this, right? So she wasn't even in the door. Her hand was in the door. So yeah, we, you know that, that engaged worship is like this. 
Yep, she's, that's what she is. But anyway, so, but I was, I was thinking about, I don't know, she came to the church six years ago. She was a school teacher. God began to work in her heart. We invited her to come on staff. And you know what she did? She took a step of faith. Somewhere along the line, God dropped in her heart. I've got plans for you. I'm calling you. She took a step of faith. And little did she know that every time we really receive the seed, we are activating an entire future. You see, you, when you receive the seed of God's word into your heart, an entire future is being activated. It's incredible how it unfolds. And, and uh, 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 your future spouse, your future this, your future that, all of that is released when you just one step of faith. You know what we're praying? We're praying one step of faith. What is that step? That you would really receive the word. Because when you really receive, it is so powerful. Look, what, so if you go in, uh, in the book of Luke, when it talks about the, the parable, it, it basically describes the soil. And let me just say it this way. When you receive the, the seed, first of all, you receive it. Everybody receive. Say receive. Then you actually have to embrace it. Everybody say embrace. And then you actually have to obey it. Everybody say obey. So you get the word of God today. For example, my wife is exhorting you to worship. Some people say, you know, I'm not used to worshiping. You know, well, I mean, try it. You know, everybody goes through the cycle of growing, let's say, in worship. You know, I remember going to church, kid from Brooklyn, people are weeping and like, what's up with these folks? And then I thought about it. If Jesus is really the king of the universe, should I worship him? If he's really the kingdom, the, the king of the universe, if he really died for your sin, okay, should you worship him? My answer was yes. Guess what happens? So yes, I receive it. Embrace it. Let men everywhere do what? Lift up holy hands. Come on, every man in the house. Come on. This is what God wants to see when he looks down on the earth. He wants to, come on, man, keep your hands up. So some, guys, some brothers went, come on, get used to it. Let men everywhere lift up holy hands. Come on, every brother, just say hallelujah with me for a moment. God, we praise you. We praise you. Come on, let's use those hands to clap. To the King of glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Philadelphia, hallelujah. There it is, you did it. And when you do it, something is activated. Something powerful is being released inside of you. You have to receive it. You have to embrace it. You have to obey it. You need to understand how 
powerful this actually is. Look, Jesus was talking to the people. I'm not going to read the text, but I'm going to tell you about it. Jesus was talking to the most religious people uh, uh, who actually read the word, but even though they read the word, they didn't receive it, embrace it, and obey it. Okay? Listening to a sermon, does not, it's not where it's at. It's more than that. Okay, you have to receive it, embrace it, and obey it. And here's what he says. He says, look, when there was a big drought in Israel, there were so many widows who needed my help. But guess what? Only the widow who, from, the, from Zarephath was the one when the, pro, the prophet goes to this one woman, not in Israel, and he says, and he says to her, hey, I'm hungry. She goes, there's a famine. There's, there's nothing. And he goes, well, do you have some flour? She goes, I was going to make my last meal, serve it to my son, and then it's all over. And he said, well, instead of doing that, give that to me. I'm hungry. Give me that little piece of bread and make me a little piece of bread and so on and so forth. And guess what? She was like, this is the word of God. I'm going to do it. So she does it. She feeds him with her last little bit of flour and oil. And then he says, look, take that little bit of oil. Go get, go get a, a, a all kinds of jars and jugs and start pouring oil. And let me tell you something, that little drop of oil will not run out until you fill all of those jugs of oil. How many know the secrets of the kingdom are powerful? And when you obey the secrets of the kingdom, power is released into your life. She did it. She did what the Lord said. She obeyed it. And so it was absolutely amazing. Another time he says, look, there were all of these leopards here. Uh, Lepers, leopards. On the the plane, I watched the thing about leopards. Uh, Lepers, the disease, right? So there were all of these lepers. There were many lepers in Israel, but only naming a foreigner who was willing to obey the prophet again, obey the word of God, and he had to dip himself in the river seven times. And because even though he struggled with it, look, you can struggle with obeying God's word, but when you obey it, his skin was made like the skin of a baby. Because how many know God can heal, transform, provide when we obey? So the, the, the key to the secrets of the kingdom is that we have to receive the seed. Are you receiving? How much do you receive? One thing is to hear it, but are you receiving it deep into your heart? Very, very powerful, very, very important. Go ahead and play something, but I won't be too much longer. But let me, let me give you a, a real quick, I was thinking about this this morning. So Christy and I, year one and two, we're on WIC. Year three, by a miracle, we, get, uh, we become the lead pastors of a church in Omaha. You guys have heard this story. When we're in Omaha, we had two. She's pregnant. Tommy's on the way. I'm talking to Pastor Simla. Pastor Simla taught me something. Pastor Simla said to me, Al, you got to go get a house. And I'm like, get a house. I just saw Wick. I got my first paycheck last week. He says, you need, he said, I didn't say how much money you had. I said, he said, I didn't tell you 
about how much money you have. You've been called to this place. And God said he'll supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory. According to his riches and glory. He said, go look for a house. So the seed, the first step was actually having the nerve, the audacity to go look for a house. So we started looking for a house, okay? Um, rapid, because this is not the point of the story. Rapid, they took me to a guy. I, I didn't have the credit for it. I didn't have the, I didn't, we didn't have anything. The guy said, you know what, Reverend? I remember him calling me Rev. He said, you know what, Rev? He said, you see this hole in the ground? We're gonna build you a house. Your wife can pick the stuff and we'll be your bank until you get on your feet. Okay, I didn't know that guy from Adam. But how many know God knows him? Hallelujah. So watch this. So we get the house. So now fast forward, we've been in the ministry uh, a good while. And, and someone who's like a daughter to us, single girl, I said, hey, you know, I, I, I have a, I don't, look, just a disclaimer. We don't tell people who to marry, where to live. This is a free country. You got to do whatever God leads you to do. So, lest you think that we're trying to control people's lives, but I just really felt my heart. It's because, it, you know, I love her like a daughter. So I said, I think you should go buy a place. Well, I don't know. I said, no, at least get a condo, do something. And uh, she like took a little look and then she just didn't. And because of how close she's to us, I powered up on her kind of like a dad, you know? And um, the more I love you, the stronger I get with you. So I say, what are you doing? Go get one. So one of those kind of numbers. And uh, she went, got it. Not long after that, got engaged. Not long after that, got married. All of a sudden, she's got a family. She needs a house. She sells the condo. The increase the, the sale of that condo became a major part of the down payment for the house that God had planned to give her all along. You see, life is step by step, seed by seed, from seed to solution. So some of us, we demand of God miracles and I believe in miracles and God sometimes he takes from seed to solution and bam, he just does it. But for the most part, the way it goes is from seed to solution. One step of faith today, one godly response today, one repentance, one phone call, one word that you're being led by the Holy Spirit to do, do, to do. You don't understand how powerful what you're activating. And so you got to receive it. You got to receive it. So the first thing is, is how much seed are you receiving? How much seed are you receiving? Then secondly, there's the seeds that we sow. So there's the seeds that we receive, but then there's the seeds that we sow. You gotta sow seed. You gotta sow seed. You gotta be willing to take and sow into things. How many would say amen? 
You see, when we sow seed, what we're saying is this. We're saying, I'm taking a step of faith today and I'm going to, um, I'm gonna serve in a ministry. I'm taking a step of faith today and even though I never heard my dad say this to my mom, I'm gonna say something to my wife because it's godly. I'm gonna say something to my wife that my father never said to my mom or to me. For example, I was in a room one day with a bunch of Christian guys. I said, how many guys here ever heard your dad say, I love you? And I think 60% of us couldn't raise our hand. You know what I mean? Like, no, my dad never said, I love you. How many know if you're a man of God, you should say, I love you. Okay, say, I love you. Why? Because you're a child of God and God is love. How would the environment of your house change if you just start saying, I love you? You know, it's little seeds, little seeds. And so you've got to sow seed if you want good things to grow. You've got to sow good seeds. Somebody say amen. And so there, is so there are so many people who don't take advantage of sowing seed. You should be sowing seed every day. In, the, in your marriage, in your, in your children, sow seed into you. What kind of seed are you sowing into your children, into your career? Uh, uh, there are all sorts of different seed. You know, a lot of times we talk about giving, you know. We talk about giving and when you give, you're sowing a seed, right? The Bible says give and it shall be given. So that same year, that I'm talking about when we were at Zion that same year, we were working for the college where we're in Florida with a little choir group and we got a flat tire. And this guy in his 70s pulls up and um, parks and he goes to help us. And I, re- I distinctly remember, here I'm 28 years old, I'm trying to change the tire and the old man pushes me out of the way. And he said, come on, God, he's had to change it. I was like, all right, bro, you know, I mean, so we, we needed to go buy a tire. He puts me in his car and I'm driving with him to go get it. And here's what he says to me. He says, what are you guys doing? He says, oh, we're a Christian group or with the school or whatever. He goes, I'm a Christian. He says, let me give you some advice. He says, you ready? I say, yes, sir. He said, for the rest of your life, save 10% and give God 10%. He said, if you will do that, He said, when you get my age, he said, you will have more than everything that you need. Okay, so we're driving. So I look on his dashboard, there's this letter and it was addressed to him. His last name was Vanden something. So we're driving and when he goes to pull off the the thing, I notice we're getting off and it's Vanden something airport. So I noticed it, but I didn't say anything. Didn't want to come off nosy. I mean, it's nice enough you give me a ride. So we're pulling off. And he goes, you see that? He says, that's me. He said, I grew up poor. I grew up this. I grew up that. But since I was a little boy, and parents, please, please teach your children to honor God with their money. Teach your kids to sow. Teach your kids to believe in the power of the seed. 
And he says, I've built this, I've built that, I've built this, and all of it started because as I honored God, he said, God blessed me. How many believe that if you honor God with little things, he'll bless you in great ways? Hallelujah. My biggest challenge with this message is that I have so many things to say, it's been tough. But let me read to you Ecclesiastes 11.6 and then show you one quick picture and we'll close. Ecclesiastes 11.6 says this, in the morning sow your seed and at evening withhold not your hand for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, whether both alike or whether both alike will be good. Sow in the morning, sow at night. When it comes to sowing, brothers and sisters, always sow a lot of seed. Okay? Come on, I want you to push out an amen for that one. God, push it out. You know, my father used to, some people have crabs in their pockets. And every time they go in to stick their hands in, the crab bites them. That's why they're so stingy. Don't be stingy because our God is generous. Be like your heavenly father. Somebody say amen. So what the Bible is saying is so, 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 so. For me, okay, just a, one little touch on giving. I don't understand. Before I was a Christian and when I was a baby Christian, I understood I can understand why someone say tithing, give God 10%. That's crazy. I get you. If you're a baby in the Lord. What I don't understand is people to be serving God a long time and to not take advantage of the multiplying power of the seed that you sow to God. It's just, I don't get it. I'm telling you right now, you are missing out on so many miracles of blessing and provision. Honor God, he says, test me in this. But it's in any part of your life. It's in any part of your life. If you wanna get good at something, you gotta practice. Amen? But look, I wanna show you a picture of, uh, this is like a special kind of sewing machine. Not the sewing machine, a sewing machine, okay? And they fill this, they fill this with seed and then that the seeds individually run out and they go into those things. And when a farmer sows, I actually know a farmer in Wisconsin, when a farmer sows, guess what? They sow a lot of seed. Fundamentally, uh, I think it's with corn, one bag of seed will get you 30 bushels of corn. Okay, how many of one to 30 is pretty good, right? Right, if you sow $1 and you got $30, that's a pretty good deal. Five, you know, that's, come on, that's good. So when they, they are never cheap when it comes to seed, ever. They sold tons of seed because they know some of these seeds are gonna bring so much fruit. And look, do, do we have the next picture? So, so, Imagine your life being this gigantic farm. Anybody want your life to be this fruitful farm with all sorts of land and things growing for you to harvest? Let me tell you something. Little seed, little farm. 
Big seeds, lots of seeds, huge farm. Huge. Why? Because it's a secret of the kingdom. And here's the, the thing I'll, I'll say to close. The only seed that can't grow or multiply is the one that stays in your hand. If you don't say that thing to your wife today that you ought to say, if you don't say today to your husband what you ought to say, if you don't say the kind, loving thing, even after you messed up, if you don't ask for forgiveness today, if you don't take the step today to, to uh, start getting your life together, if you don't go home and clean up that room today, uh-oh. There are a million applications and in every application, Philadelphia, in every application, it's true every single time. You are a child of God in Philly, here in Chicago, you are a child of God. And if you will apply the secrets of the kingdom, how do you do that? You receive the seed and you sow the seed. If you're in debt, I wanna encourage you, honor God as quickly as possible. But whatever it is, if you will just sow a seed, 